0: Hello and welcome to Neuro Shambles, the podcast that aims to shine a light into some of the murkier corners of what it's like to parent neurodivergent kids. I'm Mark Allen and every episode I'm going to be swapping stories with my guests about some of the frankly ludicrous nonsense we have to deal with on a daily basis. So if you're anything like me and you're feeling frazzled, overwhelmed and pretty much an outcast from polite society, join me. Hello and welcome to episode two of Neuro Shambles. Welcome back. I'm very excited to be back with another episode uh, where I'm going to be discussing all kinds of shenanigans with neurodivergent children. Um, this episode is going to be with a guest uh, who will remain anonymous at their own request. Um, so, obviously, it's important to be able to talk candidly about anything to do with our particular setup. And our guess this week is going to be fully anonymous and their children fully anonymous. Doesn't make it any less valid at all. Any 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 of the experience is less relevant. It just gives them a little bit of uh, makes them a bit more comfortable about talking about their experiences without fear of reprisals from the neurotypicals who might be watching and judging. They get everywhere, don't they? So uh Yeah, so that's it. So what we're going to experience in today's show is we're going to have a meet the guest section where I talk to our guests and find out a little bit more about their own family. And then we are going to talk at length about the topic of the week. And the topic of the week this week is going to be birthday parties and everything that entails. So um, without further ado, let's meet the guest.
1: Meet the guest.
0: So I am delighted to be able to welcome our second ever guest on Ambles. Shambles. Um, as I mentioned before, this guest is choosing to remain anonymous. Uh, I don't mean they're going to be silent throughout. I mean that, that, <laughs> uh, that she has chosen a pseudonym, uh, which has been selected by her children, which is I'm intrigued to hear about. Uh, so uh, this is uh, Belle. Hello, Belle.
1: Hi there. Hi, Mark. Uh, yes, I am for, for this evening only Belle, um, much to my husband's disappointment, as she is his favourite Disney princess.
0: <laughs> did he choose the name?
1: Um, well, no, 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 the kids did, because he has a long-standing reputation with his favouritism for Belle. So uh, here I am, Belle, this evening.
0: <laughs> I mean, he must be a pretty intense interest if your ch- children have noticed. <laughs> <laughs> Because my kids wouldn't notice any of that nonsense. Should we watch Beauty and the Beast again, kids? Not again, Dad. Come on. (laughs) 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 Anyway, um, so welcome. Anyway, I'm delighted to have you aboard. Um, So firstly, do you want to just tell us a little bit about your family, um, who we're dealing with here?
1: Yeah, sure. So um, we live uh, in England, down on the south coast, which is always a nice place to be. Um, and my uh, my husband, we'll call him Johnny We live together and we've got two wonderful children, Amber and Oscar Amber's eight, uh, Oscar is six And we also have a lovely little dog who is my favourite person in the whole house <laughs>
0: Have you got a to do the dog or you can...
1: <laughs> no, I haven't, we're just going to call okay. it the dog <laughs> <laughs> hadn't thought that far ahead, Mark
0: Sorry, I really put you on the spot there <laughs> So, uh, in terms of neurodivergencies, what what are we looking at here? So, Amber.
1: So, Amber is um, confirmed as autistic. So, she's been through the assessment pathway and she is also a, a PDAer. So, she has um, a PDA profile as well, which is um, a whole nother world of. Um, yeah, it's fun, isn't it? It's a whole nother level. <laughs> yeah. 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 Take what I thought I knew about autism and throw it out the window and tread on it and. Uh, bring in PDA um, and she also has you know sort of a significant sensory um, sensory processing issues as well and uh, Oscar well he is the absolute opposite of uh, Amber and he he has a confirmed diagnosis of uh, Tourette's which uh, okay is is good fun
0: just to throw that into the <laughs> is mix
1: good fun at times um, for all of us, and uh, and he's awaiting assessment for autism and ADHD and has a few okay. notes of OCD in there as well. So, you know, we're quite a... Um,
0: oh, you are the true definition of a neuro shambles in we, your house. Very often. much
1: so. We are a rainbow, <laughs> a vivid rainbow of uh, different elements of neurodiversity over here. Um, so, it, yes. <laughs> there's a lot of researching going on in this house a couple of years ago when we sort of start to realize what we might be dealing with.
0: Yeah, it's always fun doing that. It's, uh, I remember when we first uh, sort of suspected with with Jay and, and you, you get those online tests, <laughs> don't you, going on oh, just, just to find out, you know, and just do they do this do they do this like yes 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 oh they are 100% autistic it's like okay I am going to get a second opinion because I don't think that buzzfeed is going to be my (laughs) go-to opinion of choice but it, it does at least raise a few red flags enough to look at getting a more serious diagnosis yeah
1: reddit diagnosis doesn't really get you anywhere in terms of DLA applications no no what's the topic of the week
0: so uh Every time I kind of talk to a guest, I like to introduce a topic of the week and I like to theme the episodes around a particular topic uh, and really kind of explore it and talk about our own personal experiences of this. So our topic of the week this week is birthday parties, um, hmm. because if, in, in a neurotypical world, I, I think birthday parties are actually quite fun. <laughs> that's my understanding yeah. of people going oh yeah. my kids got a birthday party I'm just gonna drop them off and I'll go to another pub and pick them up afterwards um, oh
1: the old drop off and, yeah. and come back later yeah, yeah that dream
0: <laughs> so uh it's obviously a very different world in the in, in the world of parenting <laughs> neurodivergent kids just from our experiences of being there so I, I thought uh the first thing I, I wanted to do was discuss sort of the early days of birthday parties uh because when you when you first sort of um have birthday parties really it's i think it's one of the early examples of of your kids being around their peers when you're not sort of with them like you're in the room but you see them a, a, amongst their peers in a similar situation and it's for me it was a bit of an eye-opener it was the first time i saw them and went oh they're very different aren't they <laughs> <laughs> um So, what was your first sort of early experiences of birthday parties?
1: I think I don't know when you told me that we were covering birthday parties. I think my initial reaction was, "Oh, for fuck's sake, really, <laughs> birthday parties? That's just you know the the parental trauma knows no bounds where it comes to birthday parties." But I think if I look back on the really really early days, the trauma started for me even before the party had begun. You know, okay. it's the, the the choosing of the outfit. And then the wearing of the outfit and then the outfit feeling horrific, but not wanting to change the outfit because that is the party outfit that had been chosen for the occasion.
0: And did they choose and the outfit themselves?
1: Yes, yes, okay. absolutely. Appropriately chosen, sparkly skirt with scratchy bits on it. And oh, of course. perfect. The pressure of choosing the outfit. I mean, in this house, we have the routine.
0: Actually, birthday party outfits are uniquely uncomfortable, aren't they? Because you've got the chiffon and the glitter. And... <laughs> so they've chosen the outfit. And, and I guess there is an awareness of how they're supposed to look at birthday parties, is there? Or wanting to make an effort.
1: Very much so. And I think I see that in absolute droves with, with Amber. Um, you know, she she, as many girls with autism do, she masks incredibly heavily and is so desperate to fit in that she you know wants to conform to all of the social norms that she's identified. And if that means yeah. that she is going to a party, she has to wear an appropriate party attire. but she can't because she can't tolerate it then, oh. So then then there becomes the catch22 situation and she she upsets her usual routine because in this house she I will get her dressed subtly in front of the telly in a safe outfit most days. Yeah, you know, distraction mm-hmm. applied she barely notices if I get it right but on a party day no 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 we have to go upstairs we have to look in the wardrobe we have to select the outfit then we have to try on the outfit Then the outfit is not right and then the outfit comes off again usually at fast pace with some force launching it across the room and and you know the whole saga starts there really and that's how we (laughs) how we go on
0: and that's before you even get there and then eventually I presume the some sort of accord is reached with the outfit some uh, sort of peace deal is made with their own clothing e- eventually
1: then... <laughs> eventually we, we usually end up in a in a safe comfortable pair of cycling shorts and a suitable t-shirt and you know it's uh, that's far more suitable for any kind of bouncy castle as it is so oh, uh, totally you know, yeah we find yeah. some rational reason um
0: so then you get to the party itself um and in the sort of the early days were there any sort of indications in that situation because I know from from my perspective I I remember when Jay was what about about four we had a party at a big church hall um which is very echoey I mean he's quite sensory Mm -hmm. anyway so it was very echoey and there's a lot of noise because kids get high on sugar and they go absolutely wild so there's a lot of noise going on and I was sort of expecting him to run in and go hang out with all of his friends and he just spent his time in the corner playing with this little led disco ball (laughs) thing (laughs) and basically playing with that um and i just remember standing at the side watching just going that's not come on go and join in you know i wanted him to to take part and, and he was sort of actively not doing that and i i could see other parents just sort of relaxing and chatting and sort of you know having drinks and stuff and i'm sort of trying to will you know trying to kind of coax jay into getting involved uh and that was quite an early warning sign for me did you have any similar experience i
1: think the actual act of singing happy birthday and having the cake was something that when she was really little she really really struggled with that suddenly being the center of attention and everybody effectively shouting words at you and then you're expected having her own own
0: party yeah
1: i think that was pretty tough for her i mean with with regard to other sorts of parties i mean (laughs) I think the ones that are slightly later were probably worse because she kind of has become more self-conscious as she's gotten older. Um, but you know, she would, she, she wouldn't necessarily always go and join in straight away. She'd be kind of on the periphery. Um, and you know, we were lucky. We are lucky enough to have a really, really good circle of friends and a really good group of friends. Um, so those where where there are safe people that she knows she'll usually go yeah, off with yeah, yeah. one friend and they'll kind of slink off into a corner and you know sort of do something
0: oh that's really you nice know,
1: but we have had situations where you know the, the the sort of dressed up people that are brought into these parties and princesses and the things you know do cause some abject horror um at points
0: (laughs) yeah it's like what the hell is spider-man doing here why is there why is there a human
1: in a costume and everybody's telling me it's something that's fun (laughs) i don't know who that is within that costume behind that mask it could be anybody
0: (laughs) but i just love this in this sort of this refusal to suspend disbelief it it, parties is is a source of great amusement to me um Because there was, uh, I remember, Pass the Parcel. um, And Jay played Pass the Parcel once. Because you know it goes around and everyone has to win, right? So they stop it and then someone unwraps it. and And he was, he clocked this at about three, I think, that he was going around and he unwrapped it and he took out his... Tattoo or his suite or whatever that it was in his layer, and then passed it on, and they carried on going. He just got up and walked off. I've like, had my what turn. are you doing? Yeah, he basically went, well, "Well, I've worked it out that everyone gets one. It's been my go, so why do I want to sit here?" That now? seems and perfectly
1: like, reasonable, if you ask me. So you know, yeah, you can I can mean,
0: totally see the logic. It's cold. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's a cold appraisal of the situation, but I totally understand where he's coming from, and I can't, you know, I can't argue with that logic.
1: Yeah. Party party games is an interesting one, isn't it? I think yeah, Amber's enforcement of the rules at every possible level is oh, one of the difficulties yeah. that she faces because she's very clear on what the rules are. The adults are very clear on what the rules are. Yeah. The problem comes yeah, yeah. when other children... Um, don't conform to the expectations that have been laid before them,
0: <laughs> or worse, or worse that they're allowed to get away with it when they don't. Oh,
1: yes, the, know, the, the so, strong need for justice.
0: Justice is so keenly felt uh, in in yeah, with 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 Jay in particular. He is he furious. Mm-hmm. Like it will throw him off for the rest of the day yeah. if, if he senses injustice and it's not dealt with. Yeah, that's a big problem. So, uh, how how did Oscar deal with, uh, with with birthday parties in the in, in the early days? Uh, Was he a bit more of a sociable?
1: Well, he's he's a funny one, really, because he once he's warmed up with his core cool group of friends, he is really quite sociable. But he faced with a room full of people that he doesn't really know, he will usually slink off into a corner and create some really awesome game or something he'll just create something that will mean all of the children flock towards him and he's like that's "Ah, amazing cometh to me I am the maker (laughs) of fun
0: I am the party I don't
1: even have to talk to you you will flock to me and I will become your friend
0: well we found his career then He's going to basically be a party entertainer.
1: Yeah, oh, I don't know. He just he does it in parks and <laughs> things as well. You know, it's like, oh, I want these children to play with me. I want them to like me. I don't want to have to talk to them. So I'm just going to create something that's going to make sure oh, that they know uh, I'm awesome. Uh,
0: if he's not already into Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> it sounds like he's going to be a very good dungeon master.
1: <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I could absolutely see that.
0: Yeah. I remember one again, another very early experience, uh, and again this was Jay. I've got a lot of Otto stories coming up, so don't worry, but he's not being left out here. But Jay was the one in the early days that was the. I think I think Otto masks a lot more than Jay. Jay has no truck with masking. Why should he want a mask? Uh, he's right one hundred percent of the time, um, <laughs> and everyone else is wrong. Uh, so I remember once going to a party and again, he was probably about four and it was in soft play, which you're thinking brilliant, right? Everyone is just, you know, can just be let loose in soft play. And he is very physical. So, uh, he likes, you know, a bit of rough and tumble and running around. And so that was great. And they were like, I just... I, I mean i'm sure it's not true but it felt like there were hundreds of kids there. it was like it was such a big party and it it was really it was fun it was it was very fun and everyone's having a good time and i almost started to relax like i was just about going well then nothing can go wrong right they can't hurt themselves and that's all fine and then out of the corner of my eye i see this child running past this like fully naked and they're just like <laughs> crown of my eye it was like wow and my first thought was christ i'm glad i'm not that kid's dad and then, and then i looked twice and it was jay <laughs> and he decided for whatever reason he was gonna just strip off and run <laughs> around <laughs> <laughs> Then I I was mortified because then I'm having to I have to chase him down, right? That's the first part.
1: (laughs) And they're quick, aren't (laughs) they? They are quick.
0: He's really quick. (laughs) And also he's not got any clothing I can grab onto and haul him in, right? (laughs) (laughs) So I got complacent way too early. So I'm running around trying to find him. I managed to corner him um, in amongst some like squishy blocks, right? I managed to get him. Uh, I've got him now and everyone's watching me at this point you know everyone's eyes are on me because I am now the entertainment and I'm holding him down and it's like right I've got him and then it's like where are his clothes they could be anywhere (laughs) they could be inside the little squishy (laughs) tunnel they could be underneath the slide so I'm trying to get people to help me try and find his clothes to put his clothes on and he's obviously furious about the fact that I'm stopping him having his fun because he doesn't see the reason why he's not allowed to just ship off naked Mm. Makes no sense to him. Why why do you have to wear clothes, right? Um and I remember leaving that party early.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs>
0: really? For <kidding>. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how you stay there after that. And just sort of like You didn't stay you know,
1: for the after coffee and biscuits.
0: No. You don't know how you make small talk when everyone's seen you wrestling your naked child to the ground.
1: <laughs> there is something about birthday parties as a parent of neurodiverse children that does feel like ritual humiliation much of the time for the parent (laughs) that that's that's my general take on parties and that sense of dread when you know my my children are lucky enough to be invited to parties you know they they are fortunate Mm -hmm. they have friends and they are popular with their friends sometimes I wonder how on earth that happens because the the you know the love for the friend is is not reciprocal it's like yeah that person's all right and that person's (laughs) writing me love notes and you're like yeah okay fair enough um but you know the 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 sense of dread when you see the envelope in the bag and you think oh no i hope we're away
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's there's also the, the the flip side of that of them not getting invited to parties yeah, uh, that their friends are getting invited to. That's that's the sort of an, a whole other level of, you know, like there was a whole class party once that uh, everyone was invited to, apart from Jay, and unfortunately he doesn't give a hoot about that but i felt really aggrieved on his behalf i like i was really pissed off and i like i totally get it because he's not actually that close with those people he's not yeah. very um you know he's not very sociable with those people he's in his own world a lot of the time especially at school where he's he sort of gets into his own head just to get through i think a lot of the time um yeah. but obviously all the other parents are discussing the party and i'm feeling I'm feeling left out which is stupid right (laughs) because it's not about me
1: no Um, but then that that militant bit of parent slips out every once in a while we you know sort of spend spend our time thinking oh god oh another party oh that's really nice thanks thanks for that (laughs) I'm yeah delighted genuinely and then when they don't get invited it's like well hang on a minute that's not very inclusive is it
0: <laughs> but then also, if you did, if they, if they change their mind and they'd be like, oh, actually, I didn't. I don't really want to go. I just want to be invited. Yeah, it's a different yeah. thing, right?
1: <laughs> but then you do get those school of other parents, usually parents that you know quite well that are friends that that kind of get it. And I will get the odd text message from from one of those parents while every once in a while to say, "We're having a party. Do you want us to invite Amber?" Or would you prefer that we just glazed over it? It's Ninja Warrior.
0: <laughs> okay. How are you
1: feeling about that situation? We know you hate soft play, mum. <laughs>
0: <And it's like, laughs> That's yeah. really nice, though. Well, just having people who get it is really lovely. And it's, uh, you know, we've got a, a small handful of other parents who who get it and uh, who want to include him, which is really yeah. nice. Um, yeah, which is, it, it's really lovely. So actually, Jay went to a... a birthday party this weekend which was a sleepover so we're we're at the stage now where i'm not i don't have to be there (laughs) which is great i don't have to witness it i i can already tell it's going to be a bit of a social car crash but that's only based on my own sort of perceptions of what isn't isn't acceptable socially right uh whereas he's there he's fine they know him they know him well because you know he goes to school with them so he he went to the party uh had a sleepover He had a great time, slept in a separate room. I don't think that was pre-agreed. He just decided that that that's where he's sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) And he had a lovely time and came back and was absolutely fine with it. Now, that is Jay's experience of birthday parties. Otto is a very different kettle of fish because uh, Otto wants to fit in. He Mm. wants to go to parties, but he has enormous anxiety around them because Mm. he's not entirely sure what they're going to be each time. Every party is different, right? That's the whole point. Everyone wants to have a different experience each time. So if if he doesn't know what to expect, he is super anxious and he's torn between knowing that there's going to be loads of sweets there because he loves a sweet and he loves cakes and he loves party food so there's that, and also this fear of the unknown and this sort of absolute terror of not knowing what's going to be uh, at the other end of the party.
1: Do you RSVP um, and ask for an agenda?
0: Well, we don't <laughs> know because, A, <laughs> it's quite difficult to do that and not sound
1: <laughs> being that parent. Really,
0: really do you judgmental. To have a, sensory
1: story, a social story to go with the invite. <laughs>
0: Exactly so I told him to be that guy I'm, uh, yes I mean this this most of this will work for Otto but you're gonna have to ditch the clown <laughs> I don't yeah, want to be that yes, guy right yes. <laughs> <laughs> though if any neurotypicals parents are listening you should never have a clown
1: no clowns just, are just you know, horrific it's
0: awful um so, so uh the one of the I mean there was one particular party that he went to and, and fortunately uh the 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 parent, has a neurodivergent kid as well or sort of is is on the pathway to being diagnosed so is very aware uh and we can be very kind of you know uh, open about what otto needs to support him uh and he had enormous amount of anxiety about the party and they picked him up and gave him a job straight away and he was like that's fine I'm doing something. So basically he had to, he had a register and they were going around and picking up these kids for this party. And he had to like tell them the number of the house. And then when they got to the number of the house, he got to tick them off and totally just instantly took his mind off the anxiety, gave him something to do. And then he had a really nice time. So that was like, that's how, how you can trick a neurodivergent kid into enjoying a party. Give them some There is,
1: There is that sometimes, isn't there? You know, whilst, you know, I, I don't ever want Amber to mask. I want her to be able to be herself. But sometimes there are times where just supplying a little bit of mass to get over the hump of the initial anxiety means yeah. that she's then able to get tucked into an experience that she then realizes actually isn't anywhere near as bad as she thought it was going to be and we had that very much this weekend uh we took the kids on a, a boating trip
0: <laughs> nice nice <laughs> yeah. how did that work out yeah
1: that was um yes yeah, surprisingly nobody went overboard um, it was close on a couple of occasions after I administered Oscar some skittles and instantly regretted it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, uh, w- once she realised that she was allowed to drive said boat and had complete autonomy over the steering, she was then okay. able to get over, you know, what she was so terrified of that was making her want to disembark whilst we were mid river.
0: Uh, was that was the thought of that sh- that she wasn't in control, maybe? And all I, th- of I think so. Yeah. Well, it,
1: she was able to overcome the anxiety because she then had control of the boat. So she obviously knows she is the most safest, trustworthy person going. So who better than that to drive the boat? Really.
0: Otto had a particularly bad experience, and I think this fuels his uh, his anxiety around parties because it was at that age where. Uh, we knew he was neurodivergent. He hadn't been diagnosed. We knew he was anxious, but he was invited to a Harry Potter party and he was quite oh. into Harry Potter. Like mm-hmm. he quite liked the books. Um, and it was a whole class party. And so he knew people and he wanted to go and it was a Harry Potter party and it was going to be a great event and everyone was talking about it. So he wanted to go. So I was like, great. And it was a drop off. And I was like, okay, well, I'll drop him off and then I will be nearby and if there's any problems, they can phone me. So I dropped him off and I didn't have any phone calls. I was like, brilliant. He's had a great time. I was just around the corner with India. Um, no one called me. It's fine. I turn up and they went, yeah, he's been in the corner crying for most of the time. It's like, why didn't you phone me? And I think they tried to phone Tam, but they were not available. So they didn't try me and just left him in the corner crying so otto had the worst time and i think partly part of the reason was that they got a sorting hat right (laughs) so this is sorting hat you can get i don't know if you know this is he getting the wrong house No, it wasn't that. I think he was really fucking creeped out by it because. uh, So this is Sorting Hat. If you, if any of our listeners aren't aware, that basically you put on your head and then its face moves and then it speaks in the uh, the voice of the Sorting Hat. What house of Hogwarts you are assigned to, and I think they were sort of doing it as a bit of fun. The kids, you know, like for neurotypicals, that's super fun, right? It's like, oh, am I in with my friends? I'm in that one. So, But Otto couldn't see that. He didn't give a shit about that. It was the fact that there was a talking hat on his head judging him. I mean, (laughs) in his reality, that is horrible. So he freaked out and no one knew how to kind of talk him down. And also you know the the parents there because it's a drop off the parents there are looking after the party and making sure the party is a big success so one kid crying in the corner is not on their radar really just let him get on with it give him some cake and hope he calms down so i turn up and he is in absolute pieces and i had to take him home and he was just all over the place bless oh, him poor love. and uh and since then he we we uh we had a one of his friends came for a sleepover and they brought a, <laughs> They bought a sorting hat with them.
1: Oh no! Oh no!
0: <laughs> he was like, I can't, I can't sleep in the room with that sorting hat. We've been here before, so uh, I had to, I had to put it outside.
1: How to ruin Harry <laughs> Potter for somebody in one foul yeah, swoop?
0: Exactly. So that was a pretty traumatic experience for him. him. <laughs> which also means now that I have to go to every party with him.
1: Yeah, which... I've been on that. I've been on that for a while. Unfortunately, I've never been able to leave. I mean,
0: it's fine, isn't it? I mean, it's. I know. am
1: that parent, that you know, it's true, the, the neurotic they... one that already always stays.
0: See, I'm I I wouldn't mind being seen as the neurotic one that always stays. I have a feeling that I'm pegged as the one that the dad that just really loves party food. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, oh, that, that's is it, isn't it? That's On the, the party stereotype: rings.
1: the neurotic mother or the dad that likes or eating dad. all the kids' food. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't know which i prefer, to be honest. Oh, um, but either way, once once he gets into it, he sounds a little bit like Amber. Once once he's into it, once he sees the shape of the party, he's totally fine. He loves it. He's absolutely fine with it. But it does take him that while to warm up and, and to kind of, yeah, to live with it. I
1: think, I think for Amber, it very much depends on the party. I mean, I... I detest soft play. Anybody that knows me knows how much (laughs) I detest, personally detest soft play. Um, And we recently got invited to a soft play party for a very, very good friend of Amber's. And she was dead set on going because it was her best friend. She's like, now I'm going to that party. So we managed to outsource. Does Amber like soft
0: play? Is she okay
1: with um, soft play? Well, yeah, she says she does. But the okay. sensory overload is often and the other children that she can't control and being bumped and pushed and wiggled against is is not great for her. But she really pushed through it. So we went mob handed. We went two to one because nice. I, she's she's control heavy now. I can't lift her out of awkward spaces anymore on okay. my own without manpower. And um, it, it's tricky. But she, she did. She coped largely very well. She was heavily supervised. And I think that helped. Um, but she did cope until it was time to go and have party food. and she the, her, her barrier to that was everybody was already in the room, parents and all. She'd got distracted by something else, probably a piece of fluff going by or something. And mm-hmm. she couldn't walk into the room because all the, all the, all these faces, all these people were in there. So she could march off into a soft play, but she yeah. couldn't walk into a you know a fairly orderly room. With all these faces because there because, were
0: just just people there
1: yeah she just she just couldn't walk into the room but i think her cup had just filled up over yeah. the course of the party and she just was like nope
0: so she didn't have any of the party food
1: she did eventually i think there was some some snacks consumed in the hallway uh, <laughs> next to okay, a radiator yeah, we, or something uh... along like that and then she eventually sort of sat in the corner of the room by the door so she could escape pace if needed but you know she got through it and she you know sense of achievement for her she desperately wanted to go for that friend who she holds in very high esteem and she did yeah so, which is like what, you a, know.
0: what a huge effort and and i don't know if the, they the friend kind of understands or recognizes how much of a, a big effort yeah. that is but that's you know
1: i think um, some of them do I, the parents do there's certain parents that get it you know and get her mm-hmm were just, you know, delighted that she actually felt that she could come on that day, um, and she could actually walk through the door. Um, yeah. So, you know, that was quite a big thing for her, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, Otto had a similar food experience uh, recently that no one had explained the kind of buffet protocol to him. I don't quite know. <laughs> I don't know what needs explaining, to be honest. That is one, actually, that we dropped, dropped him off at because it was a very good friend of his. Uh, and he felt comfortable and we sort of said, do you want to, do you want us to be there? And he was like, no, that's fine. Um, and he went and I think partly he'd done something in the morning. I, something, I can't remember. Like he lucky played football or something in the morning. Um, so we're already sort of chancing it a little bit because there's a lot, there's a lot to do in a day. And then there's a party and he was running around at the party and then it came time for the food and no one had explained to him where you get your plates. And he just couldn't ask and he couldn't like he can't mm-hmm. strategize so he can't like even ask a friend to go and get him a plate or find a plate from somewhere they just, he just get lost of,
1: don't they yeah in that moment. Just
0: got, exactly and and he really loves party food. <laughs> I think I've explained this and he absolutely loves party food and he had no way of accessing it. in his head. There was no way of accessing it. Obviously no. anyone else would, would say, where are the plates and or not even have a plate just go and grab a fistful of, you know, chocolate fingers or something. Um, but he, uh, he just lost it. And then I says, you know, on the way home I said, how was the party? He was like, I didn't have any food. I'm really, no. really hungry. I really <laughs> want some food. I didn't have any food. It's like, oh bless him bless him so yeah we had to give him some party food of our own when he came home
1: well that's the kind of thing you do though isn't it you know <laughs> you, you you fill in the gaps <laughs> yes yeah exactly exactly that's, that's and one of the biggest where possible mottos. <laughs> you,
0: where possible you spot the gaps in advance and then and then strategize around it and sometimes we're getting better at it i think of, of understanding you know how they're going to respond in certain situations and yeah. navigating that but but sometimes you just you just miss it a little bit you just miss out um, you know you miss one of the signs and then it becomes a bit of a,
1: a yeah of a i usually kind of do the around. do the scan around the room is this now the kind of party? is this the kind of party we're going to get a party bag or a sweet cone or nothing at all um what kind of party is that because i really need to manage expectations before yeah. we get to the end yeah. do you
0: <laughs> and ask, there is no party bag ask, sorry, t- i don't do do- i just
1: do the 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 parental scan <sighs> of can I see clues as to what the end of the party is going to look like.
0: Because, again, you don't want to be that parent, do you? No. At least they going to be a party bag. Party God, bags no. in themselves are just awful for Otto in particular, again. Um, because they're just full of small bits of tat, aren't they? The Basically, break. Like tiny bits of plastic that are going to break, or mm. tattoos, and he doesn't like them, um, or uh those you know the little squishy things that you throw out windows and then they like work about twice and then they fall on the floor and collect dust and then they never stick again those awful things bouncy ball but just small things and otto gets really attached to them for whatever reason so he insists that night that he's going to sleep with them right (laughs) (laughs) now the problem is otto's executive function is absolutely chaotic right he doesn't have a strategy of where anything lives so he will use something and when he's finished using it he'll just leave it where it was and he won't remember that so then when it comes to bedtime he's like right let's go to bed like oh where's my little you know where's my little bouncy ball from the party it's like I, I don't know. Where did you put it? He doesn't know. Obviously, it's a stupid question. I mean, of course he doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> so then, before he gets to sleep, we have to find wherever this bouncy ball is in the house that he's had at this party. We have to, like, hunt for it. We've got the whole family looking for it just so he can get to sleep. Um, and so it is like this little just birthday shrapnel that is, that is transported <laughs> <Birthday> home. Shrap- <laughs> basically, <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's responsible for mental we... injury. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I hate it. I much prefer, you know, just a bit of cake, you know, and that that's fine. But well,
1: you get, I, I get with with Oscar, sort of, you know, at parties. I mean, he's fairly, he's he is reasonably self sufficient. His his boundaries aren't always great, and I think as he gets older and his um his ticks become more inappropriate, which is a, a a little uh little nugget we're starting to see developing at the moment. Parties
0: as well. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. You know, it's one thing running around Primark shouting booby chains at the underwear section, but you know, I don't. God knows what he's going to come out with at a party. Um,
0: who knows? Has he, has he
1: learned swears yet? No, and that is oh, the one thing that's that gonna is happen. quite amazing, actually. That I don't, I don't quite know how we've avoided it because uh, Amber is can be very uh (laughs) can act out quite a lot in some very very physical ways and Mm -hmm. she can come across quite unpleasant towards you when she is dysregulated I think is the polite way to put it um but she she asked me once what what is the f word and I and I I sort of asked I said what do you mean and she said "Well, everybody keeps saying the f word but I don't know what the f word actually is and I said, okay, all right, no, I can I can deal with that. So I I, I told her what it was. This. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I told her what it was. I said it's it's just a word, but when you say it, some people get really upset about it, and it's oh, no. the kind of word that if you say, you might get in trouble. So do you know what? It's just best not to say it at all. You know, but it is just a word. And after that, she's like, huh, okay, fair enough. And she is never, never her, her swear word of choice is biscuits.
0: Well, that's. Bluey She's never for told you. me to
1: fuck off. She's never said anything, even <laughs> what, in the height unbelievable. of anger. Nope. she biscuits is da oh, biscuits. That is that is her swear word of choice. That's
0: amazing. Well done for that. Oscar, because, on the other uh, hand,
1: I'm waiting. I'm waiting. It will happen. Well, he, so
0: if he doesn't know the swears, then he's not going to use them. But as soon the, as he knows that, yeah, the the
1: the, the ticks have not registered swear words yet. The ticks have registered oh, poo, bum, willy, boobs. That's what right, the ticks so know. so booby
0: chain is the, is booby the chain worst. Booby chain is
1: another word for bras, um, <laughs> which I, I'm it's not like quite sure where that's come
0: from. It's like a Victorian gentleman.
1: Booby chains.
0: <laughs> I saw that woman's booby chain. <laughs>
1: exactly that. Exactly that. So, <laughs> you know, appalled. so the coprolalia element, the inappropriate, yeah. the socially inappropriate element of Tourette's is Copra, in there? Can
0: you explain coprolalia to me? That's not, I haven't. I've heard of it, echolalia. Yeah. Uh, so Cop- coprolalia
1: is um, ticks that are socially inappropriate or offensive so when people classically think of Tourette's they think of people swearing uncontrollably well actually Mm -hmm. I think even less than 10% of people with Tourette's have the coprolalia element but coprolalia I think is I'm not an expert by any stretch but it's not defined just purely to words or sentences that are socially inappropriate it can be actions and and physical tics that are socially inappropriate so quite often at the moment I can't wear a, a vest top because he just comes up and pulls it down you know, okay. so that, and that's clearly a tick because then he gets really upset that he's done that uh, and oh. he just feels weird about it. So, you know, there's definitely things there and, you know, playing football and standing in the queue and pinching his friend's bottoms, you know. <sighs> he's going to get they, himself into all sorts of bother it? if we're not careful. Oh, his yeah. his close friends do. He's got a really lovely group of close mates and their mums are all really on board. They know, they know him really well. They know me really well. And I'll quite often, you know, if we're there chatting at, you know, sort of football or whatever. And I see some people like, oh, I'm really sorry, guys. That's a new tick. You might want to go and explain that to you. <laughs> if they come home and start mentioning yeah. why Oscar keep grabbing my bottom, you might want to explain that it is his ticks. <laughs> and he's quite open about his ticks as well. Um Sometimes I'm not always sure there are certain things that are ticks, but it's always difficult to <laughs> tell the difference. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: But, you know, so parties... And he's very black and white. He's very frank about things. He says things as he sees it. If he has a mouthful like of cake that he does not like, blech, that's
0: disgusting. So that's, I mean, where where Tourette's and autism meet. Is he autistic?
1: We don't know yet. It's it's quite likely. Okay, he's definitely got. Yeah, because the, the like literal... there is no
0: filter there, isn't no, there? No,
1: no, and that that's it. He has no filter. He has no filter. He's got the impulsiveness of of ADHD, and the the no sense of risk. Um. And he's got the literalness and lack of social awareness that comes with autism. And then he's just got ticks that just, you know, sabotage every possible opportunity. Oh,
0: man, it's a a lively, lively situation to be in uh, (laughs) at a kid's party then. Okay, what we haven't yet kind of fully touched on uh, in terms of birthday parties is how your kids whether your kids want to have birthday parties whether they enjoy having the focus of attention on them on birthdays what do you do what is their experience on birthdays
1: i think we've had we've had a lot of success with oscar being very picky about who he wants and you Mm -hmm. know he has said i don't want my whole class because i don't like my whole class so i want to pick (laughs) the right people to come to my party and that was what we had last year. And he did. And it was wonderful. We had it at home in the garden. We're very lucky. You know, we have we have a nice garden, which is great. And the weather was glorious because he's um, his September um, birthday. Oh, nice. And he always seems to get good weather for his birthday. And <laughs> we had a mad professor. um who came and did science experiments, but Oscar didn't want him to be dressed as a mad professor. He wanted him to be dressed as a pirate. So it was a pirate doing science experiments. (laughs) And um, we had a piñata, which was... Wait
0: a second. How did you explain that to the mad professor? Well,
1: no, he he said to me, he said, "I I can come and do a pirate, you know, sort of, performance or i can do a mad professor performance and i i gave oscar <laughs> these options and he said well i want him to do the the science performance but i want him to come dressed as this and you know so he did and he was great actually we i That's
0: would wicked. happily
1: book him again um but we we, nice. we did get a piñata which i'm not sure wasn't perhaps a slightly inappropriate situation in the end because um the piñata was modeled on on oscar's favorite soft toy at the time which happened to be a cow so we hung the cow from the tree and and the cow was beaten to smithereens but we had quite a
0: effigy of his favorite toy (laughs) and
1: we'd hung it from a tree and I just couldn't get this image of we've just what were you thinking we're beating this animal that's hanging from the tree in my garden and I'm not sure if I'm scarring these kids for life um how
0: did he cope with that
1: yeah no he was fine he, he, he thought it was okay. great so um more that was probably just more me being neurotic but you know he he had a great party <laughs> and um with the parents we had wine i helped him handpick uh, his uh, his best friends and the best parents and it was great oh, so yeah. <laughs> it was really excellent.
0: nice excellent
1: amber um, on the other hand amber? she prefers an activity with a small group of friends and that that works best she did have a pony party on the day that. Do you remember those storms that we had? We had like storm, I can't remember what it was storm something, and then followed swiftly followed by storm Franklin. Um, and it was oh, horrendous I remember storm Frank, yeah, storm Franklin. So that was the day that was the day of Amber's pony party in the woods. And we were from the get go <laughs> that morning because it had all been very carefully planned and she was very in control of everything. Um, I yeah. was getting telephone updates every half an hour from the pony party oh. saying, you know, we, we can't go ahead at the moment. but We might be up to in half an hour. And so I was on the edge of my seat thinking, oh, my Lord, am I going to have to cancel this party with oh, half an hour's God, notice? Is not, yeah. It was just horrendous. But they it went ahead. And she was okay. in charge of everything. She was on a horse, which she loves. And she uh, was com- in complete control, ordering everybody around on a scavenger hunt in the woods.
0: On the horse? Were they on foot? Was
1: she like a mounted it, did some- police
0: person? <laughs>
1: <laughs> they did, she like, was the leader of the pack. I
0: love that idea. <laughs> okay. okay, I like the idea that she was the only one allowed on a horse. No, no, they and were all on horses. ordering to scavenge for her.
1: Yeah. <laughs> But it
0: surprisingly went all right that sounds fun okay good but there is that, that that sort of nervousness of the the change of plans going awry um I mean in terms of my lot uh Jay Jay and Otto don't really want parties uh, in in that sense so what we do for our for our birthdays is basically the kid is in charge of everything
1: like yesterday, but within reason, like a movie.
0: Yesterday, yeah, it's yeah, it's very much like yesterday. <laughs> but we we did that for birthdays before we saw the movie. so we didn't take that as an in- inspiration. <laughs> but they basically get to choose the menu, which is great. So we have ice cream sandwiches for breakfast, sometimes or just cake. I or, love that. Uh, <laughs> and it's got, I really love it. And there is like no demands, and they're just basically they get to say what we do. So it, it invariably involves what. <laughs> I can't believe I'm telling this on the podcast. It involves Daddy Total Wipeout, which is <laughs> basically me on the trampoline with the kids, uh, just throwing them around and and recreating some stuff from Total Wipeout <laughs> on the trampoline. So, um, you know, this have you you've seen Total Wipeout? Uh-huh. You're familiar with the program. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the Sweeper? You know the, the thing that sweeps <laughs> and knocks them over. Well, I get a. a a camping roll mat around my arm right? so I wrap it around my arm
1: Sounds like kind of some kind of budget version of gladiator
0: yeah it's very budget <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's do you have to budget. wear a costume
0: I'm, no I don't no I, I think we should get far, you one but having said that if my kids decided that I needed to wear a costume I'd have to wear a it costume would be pants on your head day,
1: clearly right? wouldn't it
0: yeah yeah so basically, after, after a, quite a long time of Daddy Turtle wipeout, it's just they get to do what they want, They you know, play computer games or watch a film, or uh, they're in charge. And that's actually really nice because there's no demands and they feel totally special for the day. Um, and we don't have to invite other people. Having said that, India's neurotypical, potentially <laughs> suspected neurotypical. Um, so. Uh, her experience this year was very different. She wanted a party for the first time. Mm. uh, And one of the things she wanted for the party was no brothers there. She actively just was like, "I want to have my own house with my own friends and not have them there." And you know, she's in charge. And and I get it; I totally get it. And and it would have been too much, you know, for her. She it was only a small group of her friends. There was like six of them. They were super super noisy. Uh, so it wouldn't have been good for the boys anyway. So so Tam took the boys out. Uh, and they went to you know to get pizza or something like that. Uh, and I just you know hosted a group of absolute feral <laughs> hooligans in the house <laughs> uh and then we had a pizza party and india had a lovely time and the boys liked it as well so uh yeah that was quite interesting but actually they were very very noisy in our household and they were like absolutely wild and india loved it um but even though there was, you know, seven kids full of sugar and excitement, it still was calmer than it was with two neurodivergent kids yeah. in a three-person household, <laughs> because this you can sort of predict the chaos yeah. at a kids' party. You're not constantly it's the unpredictable nature. monitoring
1: for the unexpected.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's the it's the constant sort of yeah, everything like it's booby trapped almost with new yeah. kids. The something is gonna kick off that you hadn't anticipated. So you've got you're on edge a little bit more. So um
1: do yeah, you think though, that the forever. the parent experience of 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 that being on edge all of the time is it must be how they feel all of the time. I was pondering this the yeah, other day absolutely. when I was rolling my eyes inwardly to myself, going, "Oh God, here we go again. I really don't need this today." And it's like, well, actually, actually, they don't need it either. You know, and you have to check yourself yeah. sometimes, don't you? And yeah, remember yeah. to dig your empathy I mean, back out of the hole it's called into and uh try again
0: yes no it is it's is true but it's it's fully justified sometimes yeah. that, that the eye roll is the very least we deserve <laughs>
1: it's the only thing that's sacred
0: Hello, please forgive the brief intrusion into your podcast listening, but um, I just wanted to alert you to our social media presence in case you fancy giving us a follow. We are on Instagram and Facebook and Reddit and also threads. Why not? Uh, If you also want to email us at the show, uh, for example, if you've got a topic suggestion you want to hear us talk about, then you can email me at hello at neuroshambles.com. Also, if you like the show, and I very much hope you do, then like it on your podcast platform and also subscribe so you know when the new episode's dropping. Uh, And if you feel particularly favorable towards us, even give give us a review, that'd be amazing. And just say some nice things about us to let other people know that this is not just gonna be a massive waste of their time. You know how it is. Uh, All right, that's it for now. I'll let you get back to the pod.
1: It's not all rubbish.
0: Okay, so I wanted to also do uh, just to kind of wrap the show up, the the, the the positive side of neurodivergent parenting. I wanted to kind of do the it's not all rubbish section where we look at the positives. I'm just wondering if you brought anything to the, the neurodivergent champions uh table.
1: So yes, have any, I have. So I think
0: anyone you want to champion?
1: Yeah, my my, my champion actually, hopefully, bodes good for your holiday if you're if you're flying out okay. of Gatwick so last year we uh, booked a last minute trip um, to one of the Canary Islands and flew through Gatwick Airport and we'd had we'd, we'd flown a couple of times with the kids and it was always hell on legs as you could imagine uh, but this time yeah, yeah. we went uh, special assistance and it was brilliant actually they oh, the wow. staff at Gatwick, Gatwick Airport were fantastic and they also they know their stuff and I think the best example was we <laughs> obviously highly anxious Amber and Oscar happily bouncing around very excited incredibly oh, hyperactive yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um but we when we got we were escorted to security supported through security and went through the the security gate where of course husband always gets stopped to have his pocket searched every single time it like i don't know what he does whether he sews coins into his belt or something um, But it happens every single time and uh, maybe it's just the way he looks i'm not sure um but this time a random search has to take place and of course it's going to be amber um
0: oh why? Yes. okay And she's
1: already she's there she's she's on the cusp of she's
0: on edge absolutely already yeah.
1: losing her shit in the middle of security and it's rammed with people and thank god we yeah. went special assistance and my sunflower lanyard was shining but i could feel the sweat <laughs> building on the back of my neck going how are we going to get out of was this? it
0: like a jedi thing it's like you don't need to check this child
1: this gatwick member of staff she came over she took one look at me and saw the abject panic starting to appear on my face when she said that there had to be a search and she saw this small blonde hostile looking eight-year-old looking like she was going to attack and she she said to me she said will she go to a different room would that work and I said no. You're not, you're not going to get her to move from this (laughs) point. We are, this, this is, I don't know how this is going to go. It could go very wrong, very, very quickly. And she went, right. And she sat down on the floor in front of her cross-legged. And I I don't know, I don't know what kind of magic she was made of, but she just managed to, I don't know, distract, diffuse the situation and subtly conduct, conduct a search that Amber was really none the wiser of. And oh my she, God, just, that's incredible. she just did it. And I i thought I was going to pass out because, the, you know, the panic had finished me off by that point. And we we trotted out of security <laughs> and found our little man in our buggy that was driving us around oh, and went and got some snacks.
0: You've got a buggy as well. Is that what you get from? We've got a little golf buggy thing, which of course
1: the novelty, and uh, I'm sure as you're aware with the whole PDA thing, novelty is, you know, one of the things that that gets us through sometimes, you know, it can get quite expensive, the novelty element, but but novelty is, you know, Amber loves holidays. She loves going to new places randomly, complete the bucks the trend of Mm -hmm. of being autistic, I think sometimes. But the novelty of something like that is distracting enough to kind of overcome the anxiety sometimes. And, uh,
0: so did you pre-book the special yes, assistance side of yeah. things Yeah, going we And then just rocked up and went, we're here. Yeah, we're here to like, yeah, guide us. You, coming. <laughs> do you
1: need a wheelchair? No, we don't, but we want one of your fancy buggies. Thank you very much. Yeah, and they were fantastic. So I would highly recommend it. How far in advance did you book it? Uh, this is me trying to work out if weeks, we've
0: left it too a late. A few weeks. No, I don't think oh, you have. Okay. Give it.
1: Give them a ring. Phone the airline. Give them a ring.
0: I will do. To be honest, Tammy's probably already on it. <laughs> <laughs> They were very organised.
1: Tiny wins.
0: Um, do you have any tiny wins for us for this particular episode? I
1: think, I mean, the tiny, tiny win of the last week is that oh, I bought some Crocs for Amber. She'd had a pair of non-brand Crocs that she wore religiously okay. through last summer that were a slightly different shape. And I was like, oh, they've been really useful. I'm going to try with some Crocs. So she chose a pair online Wonderful tie-dye ones, but they had like a fleecy lining. I thought, wow, that's going to be great; they're going to feel like slippers. But then when they arrived, (laughs) when they arrived, I took one look at them and identified an immediate problem. They had, they had, and I don't know why they do these kind of things. I mean, who, who thinks this is a good idea? But they had sewn this plastic label and they had glued it and stitched it to the lovely soft fabric and attached it to the plastic croc underneath so I thought oh
0: right so there was no getting out of that there's then.
1: no getting out of it no getting out of it whatsoever oh. so I thought all right okay my mum's popping around tomorrow
0: my mum did you try did you try it on in the verse yeah immediate just rejection if, if they if she would notice yeah immediate yeah. rejection and it's like as if as if yeah someone who is so highly sensitive is going to just be like yeah these are fine there's no just kind of letting letting stuff go as soon
1: as the foot went in it it got launched (laughs) across the room so but my mum was coming over and my mum does a lot of of sewing work and she makes a lot of things which is coming in quite handy at the moment and I just I kind of gave it to her I said right we've got two options we either try and get this label out or we find some fluffy material to stick on it so we tried the, finding the fluffy material to stick on it. It wasn't the right colour. It didn't perfectly match. There was a little gap. It didn't feel quite right. But then eventually, sort of, mum had spent the day and she'd gone home. And what I didn't realise she'd managed to do is unpick the sticker and pick the glue off of whatever was attached. And we now have crocs that are fully functioning and have been but worn out are of the like... house twice.
0: These are deluxe Crocs, though. Deluxe Crocs. I mean, these are fleece lines. Yeah, and
1: there's something when you spend a lot of money on an item and then you have to bastardize it to make it work for you. It just feels yeah, very counterproductive.
0: It does. But having said that, I think your mum's not got a new sideline. Oh,
1: she has. I'm training if she her. She
0: buys in bulk. I'm training her up. If she buys in bulk and starts fleece lining all those Crocs, put me down for two <laughs> pairs at least.
1: She's also good at restitching knicker hems as well. <laughs>
0: Okay, <laughs> but this is it. We've got it with the neurodivergent tailor. Yeah, I'm, this is a perfect. Career. I'm training
1: her up on school dresses.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh God, that's a yeah. Clothing is a whole other. Yeah. Again, another podcast episode that we will be uh, delving into at some point as well. So
1: that's the win of our week. Our um,
0: week. Yeah, that is a, that is again tiny wins, but to normal people, I say normal people. That is such ableist bullshit, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> for neurotypical people. <laughs> I gotta catch myself. Uh, for neurotypical people, that's not—it's it, barely worth talking about. That was a three-hour yeah, trauma that totally, cost me
1: forty quid. Exactly. You know.
0: <laughs> but now you got shoes. Now we have shoes. It's amazing. Okay. The the final thing I want to do, and I because you know we spend quite a lot of time talking about our kids and how how the challenges that we face and the you know the we we delve a lot into the things that they find difficult and the struggles that they have but I don't feel like we spend enough time focusing on the wonderful parts of our kids because there's so many positive aspects of them and I wanted to just take a little moment in each show to highlight the best things about your kids the
1: best things about my kids well, I think with Oscar, it's by far and above the combination of his intellect and his sense of humour. And, you mm-hmm. know, comparing having a stone in his shoe to a Russia and Ukraine having a conversation a few weeks ago was was a real crowning moment for me. <laughs> and uh, with Amber, I don't know, where do they get him from? Um, at six. Um, and with Amber, I think it's her, just her she always seems to see beauty even though she can't always explain it and and she started writing or typing on the computer a short story the other day uh, like creative writing and I sort of started reading the first paragraph she'd written and it was just it was talking about this girl and her mythical powers and stuff but she described the landscape that the girl was in at that moment in time and she just picked up on all these little details and used all these words that just painted this image in your head and it just I don't know it's like somebody opened a window into what she sees when she kind of goes off onto her oh, own little wow. world and yeah, it was just so sort of like wonder. wow <laughs> you know it was like a real
0: yeah, just a yeah, nugget
1: yeah. and I was like oh that was lovely
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely oh what a, yeah what a wonderful insight well i think that's it for this episode thank you so much for coming on bell and sharing your experiences of birthday parties and your family and um yeah thank you very much for for joining me and uh hopefully we'll get you back again at some point to talk about any of the other myriad <laughs> nonsenses we have to deal with
1: <laughs> it's plenty there but
0: for now have a nice life